Welcome to Camden Cast. I'm Tanby. And I'm Erin. And welcome to season two of Seventh Heaven. Yes. And I guess season two of our podcast. This <laughs> Alright. So in this episode we're gonna be covering season two, episode one of Seventh Heaven. The title of the episode is Don't Take My Love Away. And the Google synopsis is Eric and Annie celebrate their anniversary. Matt's girlfriend goes away to school. Okay, so we had kind of teased at the end of season one that we were going to be introducing new segments, and we had received good feedback um, in season one, episode 10, I believe it was, Last Call for Aunt Julie, when we read that IMDb user review. By Arturo. Um, by, by Arturo underscore small charm. So um, people don't really leave IMDb reviews for every single 7th Heaven episode, or, or even on Amazon, they don't leave reviews. So what we're going to do is start each episode now with a funny Amazon review or like an IMDb series, reviews of the series. Yeah. So, um, take Let's it go. away. Okay, so this one um, was found on Amazon. Um, How many stars? Five stars, given on October 5th, 2013. So... Um, the title of this review is This TV Series, spelled S-E-R-I-S, because I know how to say series. Uh, Demonstrates, spelled D-E-M-E-N, straights. What can happen when in the real world has issues for our children? <laughs> to repeat the title, This TV Series dem- demonstrates what can happen when in the real world has issues for our children. This is the review. It amazes me how a great TV show as Seventh Heaven goes 11 years and The Simpsons are still going strong. This show, people may say in the year 2013, that it is not realistic. But can it be? (laughs) In our world today, we blame school districts or teachers for the behavior of our youth. But that is not so. Love at home is the key here in this great TV series proves just that. So fill your library with this wonderful show. You may learn a thing or two. That's great. Yeah, right. It all starts at home. Don't love bl- at home love is at the key. <laughs> love at home. Don't, love at home. Don't blame the school districts. So, yeah. All right. Um, so where's your first impression? Here we are in season two. You know, I went into, like, the first step. I was so excited after watching the season finale. I was just like, let's just do another episode. Let's record this episode. And I, of course, should have not gotten my hopes up because... It's Seventh Heaven. Yeah, I mean, the... Op- you could learn a, to- a thing or two from this, Sarah's. <laughs> um, well, what I learned is that I truly, truly, truly am, like, have visceral reactions to Lucy Campton. I... God, I was so angry at her throughout this episode. I told you, she's the worst, and it never gets any better. She was just on, like, top form this episode, though. Yeah. Um, so, uh, let's get into it. Uh, so the episode (laughs) opens real strange. Yep. This woman, so the Rev is in his office and this woman comes in and she's like, I need to talk to you, Reverend. We find out her name is Nora. We later find out her last name is Chambers, Nora Chambers. And she wants to, someone, all right, so she first is like, oh, uh, my wedding anniversary is coming up. And then the Rev is like, oh, Mine, too. 19 uh, on, years. On Saturday, it's going to be 19 years. And then he asks 
her some question and then she kind of looks sad and he's like, oh, I'm sorry, I forgot. No, she, go, she goes, well, my tw- it would have been my 25th anniversary. Oh, yeah. And then he remembers that her husband died. And we find out that he had been, he was murdered. James Chambers was murdered. Three years ago. Three years ago. By a kid. A kid, um, they, and yeah. They keep on calling him a kid, but he's like, maybe might have been a teenager. No, he looks like he's like 30 when they go to right, visit him. Right, so. exactly. So I don't, um, but he, I guess, went straight to juvie because he uh, pled guilty. And so she wasn't able to see him. There was no trial or anything. And, she was unable to confront him. And she apparently has written him a letter every week for three years, um, and but he's never responded. And she has gone to his social worker, to the governor, to try to get this guy to, like, see her. But, of course, the Rev is her last hope. And so she's like, you need to help me. Um, and he's like, okay, I, I guess I will. They, we don't learn this man's or this child or this whatever. his The murderer's his, name. The murderer's name. Uh, she, he's just given an envelope, and she's... <laughs> and then he calls Annie at home, and we see the Camden's got a new refrigerator in this season, which is good. Their old one was kind of like a burnt orange, and this one is white. Um, and he asks her if he's home or something. I don't know. It's weird. She hangs up, and she gives Simon some, like, towels, and she's like, go bring these upstairs. And Simon runs upstairs, and he starts rounding up all the other kids, and he's like, we all got to get down to the kitchen. Something's up with Dad. And as there's this chaos in the hallway and the upstairs of the Camden house, we just see the Rev sprinting through Glen Oak yeah. to get home. From the church to Glen Oak. Um, and none of this is, we don't understand at this point anything that's going on. Remember, the only thing that, ha- that has happened so far is we know that their 19th anniversary is coming up. We know that this woman has lost her husband, and he like was lovingly staring at a picture of him and himself and his wife on his desk. Um, while, um, I'm forgetting his name, while Simon is, like, gathering the troops, um, one of the, one of the first places he goes is to go see Matt, and we find out Matt's cut his hair. Yes. And Matt well, is... Simon has also cut his hair, so yeah. good moves by both of them. And Matt's talking on the phone to Heather's mom. Yes. <laughs> so we know that that relationship is going quite and strong. And before he hangs it up, he's like, oh, I'll tell Heather I'll see her at seven, so... We also see, um, Mary, who is still on crutches, and um, there's no invitation for Lucy, but uh, Lucy's she, she hair... She comes out and she's like, oh, what are we doing? Yeah, and Lu- but Lucy's hair is still blonde. So that's like the update. Um, Which makes me believe that it's, it was a decision that Beverly Mitchell made. Yeah. <laughs> and they just wrote it into the show that she looks terrible. <laughs> they all come downstairs to the kitchen where Aaron always says where all the action happens. And as soon as they get down there, the Rev runs through the front door to the kitchen, gets on his knees, and... Asks Annie to marry him. And everybody lists, all the kids just look confused. Um, and she says yes. And, and then it's the opening fucking credits. Because... Can this show get any worse? Apparently it can. Hey, hey, it's a good show. <laughs> so we come back, and it's the Rev and Annie in their bedroom. And they're talking about wedding plans. Because uh, they're actually fucking seriously going to have like a, a wedding. They're not just going to do a little family like vow renewal. No, no, full wedding. 
So they're talking about all the things they need, like a cake, um, like tuxedos, like dresses for the girls. And the she's talking about what she's going to wear as a wedding dress. And he says he's always been partial to the hippy-dippy dress she wore the first time they got married. Uh, but she really wanted to wear her mother's wedding dress. The first time. But we find out that she did not because the Ruth wanted... And I thought this was weird, that the mother of the groom would want the bride to wear her wedding dress. because Also because Julie still existed, so wouldn't she want to save that for me if her daughter got married? So apparently that was a point of contention that the Jacksons and the Camdens fought about during the first wedding. Well, in Boy Meets World, Corey's mom also wants Topanga to wear like her wedding dress for Corey and Topanga's wedding. So that's not completely out of the norm, I guess. I think it's a little bit out of the norm. Well, apparently in in the television world. Yeah, I think it's just used to create conflict. Um, So then during this, Ruthie walks in and she's like, oh, Simon comes in first. And I forget what he even says. Oh, well, it's about, okay. So yeah, Simon, I remember. Simon is going to junior high, and this means that he wants his own room and does not want to be sharing a room with his sister. So apparently part of the summer has been filled with uh, Annie cleaning out the attic and getting it ready for Simon to move in there. Yes. So he's talking about that. Then Ruthie comes in and she's like, I need to talk to the parents alone. And she says that she can't make it to the wedding. And they ask why. And she said, well, nobody else wants to go, so I don't know how I'm going to get there. Um, there's, oh, uh, after this scene happens, um, there's a scene, there's a moment where Annie's like, why are we doing this? Like, why is this happening? Is it because you, like, you saw Nora earlier this morning and you felt sorry for her? Or, um, is it because it's our anniversary's coming up? Is, wait, what? Yeah, wait, yeah, yeah, because the anniversary's coming up. And he's like, it's both because life is short. And <laughs> all I had to say was clearly not short enough. Um, also, you you also mentioned that in the first season, they literally just re- sort of renewed their vows when the Rev remarried that bigamist. Um, and his wife. And his wife. So th- that was like a, a th- they just did this, um, but not to the scale that they do it in this. Then we see Heather and Matt at the pool hall. Um, there's not really anything going on there, actually. They're just talking about how she has to go back to school. Oh, all she wants to do all night long is stare at his yeah, face. He's like, what do you want to do? And she just says, stare at his face. And, and that's that's about that. Uh, that's um, Then we learn what Lucy's been doing all summer long, uh, which is crying, apparently, because... Oh, right, yeah, she's, um, she's, calling, she's calling Jimmy Moon's she, well, phone. First we just see her, and she's on her bed looking at the framed photo of, of Jimmy Moon. Um, and she calls Jimmy Moon's phone, which I guess he has his own phone line because yeah. he has his own answering machine. And his answering machine is, um, I'm not, sorry I'm not here right now, try me at Ashley's. It's like leave a message or, or call me at Ashley's, so we know that him and Ashley are still going strong. Um, so much so that he puts it in his answering machine. Jimmy Moon is like a, he's a long-term relationship kind of guy. So she, in her frustration, like, closes all the lights and lies down in bed. And at the same time that she was looking at that picture, Wilson was bringing Mary home, and Mary's being very short with Wilson, and she doesn't, I don't know, he, he kind of says, like, oh, why aren't, why aren't you in, like, a good mood? And she kind of just is like, just go home. I'm like... Oh, they have... Well, he's like, can I have a kiss before I go? And they have this really weird kiss where they both kiss each other at the corner of each other's mouths, but not like... Yeah. It's not like a cheek kiss, but it's not a mouth kiss either. Yeah. It's um, like that space in between your cheek and your mouth. Um, and 
so she's making her way upstairs on her crutches, and she turns on the light to get into the room, and Lucy goes, excuse me, I'm sleeping here. And, and then Mary was like, no, you've been crying. All you've done all summer long is cry. Um, and then she's just, like, lamenting about Jimmy Moon and, like, oh, at least you have a boyfriend because apparently that's all that Lucy needs to feel happy is to have a boyfriend. So obviously Ma- – and, and Mary's in a bad mood too. And she's like, Lucy just can't comprehend why Mary would be in a bad mood because she's got a boyfriend. Um, and Mary's like – And then Mary has a great yeah, line quote. Here. And she goes – I forget why she even says it. It's just about, like, how, like, she's just responding to Lucy being annoying. And she's like, that's what life is all about. Disappointment and failure. Get used to it. And again, just laying down the realness for everybody in this house who's not living in reality. Um, I don't, I, well, the only thing I have written down next is that Ruthie wants a tuxedo. So I'm assuming there's a scene. um, That's when um, Annie is telling Matt, I think. Or no. Simon? Is it Simon? Is this an attic scene? I feel like this is an attic scene. Yeah, yeah. She's telling Simon about needing to get a tuxedo, and Ruthie says she wants a yeah. tuxedo as well. And then Annie's like, no, you're going to wear a dress because you're going to be the flower girl. And Ruthie's like, well, can I just, you know, spread the flower petals in a tuxedo? And Annie's like, well, think about it. Ruthie doesn't know what a tuxedo is, but she wants to wear one anyway. No, she, yeah, she was like, what does a tuxedo look like? Uh, we then have Eric... Calling um, Grandpa Charlie Charles. No, Charles. or Charles, um, but the thing is, it it's weird that Eric calls him Grandpa. Yeah, he's calling him Grandpa, which I thought was, and he's like, "Oh, you remember? It's me. It's Eric, your son-in-law." And I was like, "Oh, well, this might be a little bit of foreshadowing, but uh, we'll see. Um, we'll see." So uh, Eric's plan is uh, he's trying to get um, the wedding dress that Annie wanted. Um, as a surprise for her, which um, comes into play later. And while that's happening, uh, I guess Matt's taking Heather home from their pool date because I guess they're done staring at each other's faces. Well, I don't know. They do some staring. They pull into her driveway. Actually, it just shows them in in her driveway, and they're just making it out. Um, And then somebody bangs on the hood of the car, and it is a man. Yes, and Heather looks very excited to see him. Ooh, side note, IMDb. Um, oh, yeah. Um, we'll do our little IMDb corner now, or the first part of it. Uh, Heather is Andrea Farrell, Andrea Farrell. Um, she also has appearance, small appearances in Jerry Maguire and the Date movie. Yes. Um, so, yeah, she's very excited to see this guy. We don't know who he is. Matt leaves. Matt looks sad. And Matt leaves. Leaves. Um, we find out in the next scene, which is, uh, Matt, I'm thinking this is like the next day or something, um, or maybe that same night. I think, I think it's, it's probably it's the next this, day. Oh, okay. Where, um, Matt and Simon are talking and Simon's like, where's dad? And Matt's like, oh, he's on his way to see the murderer. Yes. Uh, cause we still have not met the murderer, nor do we know the murderer's name yet. No, we do know oh, the Oh, we do know the murderer's name. Because the Rev, after he was on the phone with grandpa, He's making call, making his like mystery calls to do what he does and get in touch with the people who can help him track this guy down. And we find out that the murderer's name is Martin. Martin the murderer. Um, and we find out that the reason that Matt is upset about this guy showing up is that he thought that the guy was a girl. Uh, this guy is his name is Zach. He's from Canada, and he'll be staying with the Canes until uh, Heather and him go back to school together. Yes. So Matt's unhappy. 
Um, and then we have Matt, um, Ruthie, and Simon at the tuxedo store. Uh, which is precious. Yeah, it is kind of precious because Ruthie comes out in this, like, blue jacket tuxedo. Um, and she's it's trying. Got a little, like, it's like a leopard print, like, pocket square. <laughs> yeah. And she's trying out t- tuxedos. And the reason we find out that Ruthie doesn't want Simon to move out of their room. Yeah, and Matt's like, oh, don't worry, I'll, I'll work on this, and I'll, you know, oh, this, he's, because she's, we get the idea she's taking a long time, she's trying on all these different tuxedos, they go into the fitting room, and there's all these little tiny tuxedo pieces all over it. Um, she wants a white tuxedo at some point. And, and Matt's like, oh, this isn't actually about the tuxedo, you just are, like, prolonging this for some reason. Um, while this is happening simultaneously, um, at home, while Annie is, like, fixing up the attic or whatever, Lucy comes in. And she's like, you know, this w- wedding is like, is the universe sending me a symbol, sig- symbol, signal saying you're alone and have no one. So can I invite Jimmy to the wedding? And then Annie kind of sees right through her, of course. And she's like, oh, you're trying to invite, you know, she's like, you're trying to invite Jimmy because, well, she's like, oh, as a friend. friend and yeah. then Lucy's like, yeah, I just want to be friends with Lucy. I just want to be friends with Jimmy. And Annie isn't buying it, of course, because who is at this point? She's calling him every day and crying every day. So um, Lucy decides this leads into Lucy um, basically keeps dialing the number. Well, this, well, let's get to. Oh, uh, there's another scene with Mary and Wilson. Yeah. Um, and it, which just basically sets up that Mary's also in a really bad self pitying mood. Yes. So Wilson comes to the house. And we find I, out that Mary has a goal of before school starts, she wants which is in a week. Yeah, she wants to not be on crutches anymore, but she's kind of afraid that it, she's gonna like fail at that, so she's not trying. Yeah, and Wilson's like, "You need to tell me what's going on here," and she's like, well, "No, I don't. I don't want to." So he's like, "All right, well, it looks like you need some space, so I'm gonna go hang out with my son." Um, yeah. But now we get to finally meet Martin the murderer. Um. So Martin comes in. This is a character. This is our other IMDb moment uh, or corner or whatever. Uh, so Martin the murderer is played by Cliff Dorfman, and um, he didn't. He had like an acting career. He was in a couple of episodes of Erotic Confessions. But I he's don't. More of a, wait, but I don't exactly know what that is. We're not really sure what Erotic. Confessions and I don't really is. want to find out. But he was more of a writer. Yes, and he wrote m- movies like Warrior, uh, and he also wrote for a few episodes, actually like a few seasons of Entourage. But the one thing that shocked me was that he wrote a Bollywood movie. Why would this be shocking to you? Because are you are you are you Indian or something? Yes. Is this? Oh, okay. I don't know if you've said that once or said two or ten times. Uh, at uh, least like seven times. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. That's interesting. I'll write that down about you. Uh, yeah, Aaron and I don't know each other outside of this. So, um, Martin the murderer. He's a big. He's he's kind of a huge asshole. Yes. Um, and the rev brings the rev finds out that as you expect a murderer to be. The rev finds out that the thing that he really misses inside, you know, the big house, is a fa- a real fast food uh, cheeseburger, shake, and fries. So the rev is bribing him, and him and Annie have a brief exchange about Annie being like, "Oh, is it okay to bribe him?" And then the rev is like, "One sin is worth." I don't know, whatever. He says, makes some sort of weird... For some reason, this is morally wrong to, to use a cheeseburger to talk to someone. I don't get it. Um, well, he said... Look, he, he she says something about it being corrupting, and he goes, he's a murderer. <laughs> like, he, we can't corrupt him any more than, like, he already is. Yeah. So, 
Revs brings him his food. Uh, I honestly don't even remember what happens. In well, the I think like, the it Rev, ends in a big blow up. Yeah, I think the Revs expecting him to like the Rev being able to work his magic and make everything okay, but like this guy murdered somebody else in cold blood. Says something like, you know, I only had my mother. My I didn't have a father. Oh yeah. I only had like TV helping me grow up. And he said all I learned from the TV was how to kill. Which is why we need more programs like this fine one. This fine series. Series, um, which you know, love in the home is key. <laughs> then this kid Martin didn't have it. <laughs> this episode really illustrated everything that that review told us about this. I guess series. we picked wisely. Love in the home is key. <laughs> Um, but he's just basically like, uh, he, like, the, so she's, she, he's he basically to, like, shuts himself off and he's like, I'm not talking to you about the murder. That lady's pathetic. And then he, he has this huge sack of all the letters that he's sent, that the woman has sent, Nora has sent him and he dumps them all out on the table and the rev is like, oh, you didn't even open them. And the guy's like, not after the first one. So, um, the thing is they basically set up this guy to be irredeemable. And I'm just like, which is, you know, realistic. Not every single person can be saved. So then the Rev smacks the food off the table and he leaves. And uh, then the guy picks up the cheeseburger off the ground and eats it. And we thinking, have an extended scene of him just really enjoying this, like, burger. It's, like, orgasmic in his mouth or something. Yeah. Just, that's, that was the name of the erotic confessions episode he was on. Now, uh, so... Back to the house um, and Lucy and her problems. So, all right, so after the scene where Wilson leaves the house, um, Lucy is up in the room and she's in her bedroom and she's calling Jimmy Moon's number, I, I presume, like, over and over again and then hanging up before anyone picks up. So Mary walks into the room on one of the... when she does this and then... The phone rings immediately after because he he called back, and Mary picks it up, and Lucy's like, "Oh no, no, don't, no!" And then, well, uh, Mary lies. Well, because oh, Jimmy Moon's well, like, "I have caller." He's like, "I know it was Lucy," and Mary's like, "No, I was trying to call my boyfriend, but I dialed your number." And then she gives the phone to. She's like, "Do you want to talk to Lucy?" And she gives Lucy the phone, and then. Jimmy Moon was like, I know it was you. That was a lame story your sister made up. And for some reason, the first thing Lucy says is, but she does have a boyfriend. (laughs) Because that's all that really matters in Lucy's world. So So um, she's like, she didn't lie about that part. And Lucy spends this entire phone call screaming into the phone. For some reason, it's very loud. She's yelling and she (laughs) asks. She's like, my parents are getting married. And... I wanted to know if you wanted to come. Because you're pra- you were practically part of the family. And then he's like, I'm with Ashley now. And she's like, you should bring Ashley. And Jimmy Moon is like, that's incredibly mature of you. And she's like, I, that's what I did this summer. I got very mature. Yeah. And um, so she's like, okay, I'll ask, uh, I'll ask Ashley and then I'll get back to you. And then she hangs up, but she like slams the phone down a bunch of times. Right. And Mary goes, what happened? And Lucy goes, I don't know, but it's all your fault and I hate you. And I'm like, well, really? Hmm. You're the worst, Lucy. So then we have um, Matt goes over. We see him at Heather's house. Um, Zach answers the door, which I think is a little bit pushy for, you know, a house guest. And Matt asks him, because Matt is also hearing impaired, deaf, uh, and... and, uh, Well, Zach is, not Matt is. I'm sorry. Yeah. (laughs) So, So Matt asks Zach, how did you know that the doorbell rang? And then Zach rings the doorbell, and you can see that the lights in the house flicker when the doorbell rings. It's very clever, very nice. Um, and then 
Heather comes downstairs and is talking to Matt. Because they were meant to have a date. But. Yeah, he's like, oh, are you ready to go or whatever? And Heather's like, I don't want to leave Zach alone. And Matt says, well, we only have two more days left together. And I want to be with you and I don't want to be with Zach. So little, and then they like kiss. And really, that's the end of the scene. Well, he walks into Heather's house. Oh, I guess they all hang out together. Yeah. Um, we While this is happening, we have Simon. We have a, Simon and... Uh, Ruthie scene where Ruthie tells Simon that the, the attic is where the woman who left the house to the church was killed, died, died, died. I don't think she. Yeah. <laughs> um, and now Simon's kind of like freaked out about that. Um, then we have, uh, I guess this is our fashion corner or fashion oh moment my God. or whatever. So fashion report. Um, in the beginning of the episode, when they're talking about the flowers, tuxedos, and dresses. The Rev says, oh, why don't the girls just wear whatever dresses they wore to the last wedding they went to? Which kind of implies, uh, unless it was a family wedding and they were some power in in the bridal party, that they're both going to be wearing different dresses and it's just going to be, like, wedding appropriate. But no. No, they're wearing... Apparently Annie got some bridesmaids dresses. And they're hideous pink, like, baby pink bridesmaid dresses with, like, massive bows on the front of them. And, like, huge shoulder things. Yeah. I don't understand why, like, everybody finds... Well, then we find out that Annie doesn't even real... Like, Annie just has no idea that they're ugly. So, while they're trying on the dresses, there's some more back and forth between Mary and Lucy. They're just still fighting because they're both in horrible moods. Yeah, uh, Mary's calling Lucy out for being, like, miserable all summer and crying over on Jimmy Moon. And uh, Lucy's calling Mary out for being... bitter and miserable and being mean to Wilson. Uh, Speaking of... And, like, they, like... Storm storm up. up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, While the Rev is walking in, and then shortly after... And then the Rev points out that the dresses are ugly. Then the door... Someone knocks at the door, and again, this is a perfect instance of people... um, Coming into the house. Coming to the house when they really should have called. Uh, He's on his way home from... uh, Hanging out with a friend. Uh, it's Wilson. Sorry, we forgot to say who it oh, was. Yeah, oh, yeah, Wilson. <laughs> it's Will, Wilson. Wilson's at the door, which also, I thought he was going to spend the day with his son. Right. This is the same day. He's still in the same clothes that he left in earlier. Um, but he was on his way home, so he was like, oh, maybe I'll stop by. Uh, I think somebody screams up, and he's like, oh, Wilson's here. And Mary's like, I don't want to talk to him, which is kind of fucking rude. Like, yeah, well, No, but, but Wilson does say, no, it's no problem. I should have called first. Yeah, like, but, like, she should, like... I don't know. I would have made, like, a little... I wouldn't have screamed that to the entire house. Yeah. I mean, I think everybody mean. knows. It's just mean. Uh, Wilson's just like, it's okay. And then he leaves, but... And he's like, let me, like, deal with the girls. They're both, like, in a self-pity, like, spiral. Party. So, and I'm gonna let... They're trying to, like, beat each other, and I'm gonna tell them that no one's a winner. So she goes up, and she goes to Mary, and she's like, look... Oh, well, actually, well, first... Wait, wait, yeah, wait. Yeah. So we see... Before Annie, like, enters Mary and Lucy's room, we see Wilson, classic 90s moment, throwing rocks at the window. Um, and, of course, as Annie walks in, one of the rocks breaks right through the window um, in a hole that starts out very tiny, and then when it cuts back out to, like, Annie... So when, it, when it, the point it breaks... Then Annie walks over to the window to open it and yell at Wilson and see who's like, who it is. I'll pay for it. I'll pay right. for it. Then the hole is enormous, and and Wilson says he'll pay for it. And Annie's like, Oh uh, yeah, yeah you are. And then she tells Wilson to get in the house and that um, that Mary will be right down. So she tells she tells Mary like you have to go talk to Wilson. And then 
Lucy, continuing to be the worst, goes, it's about time someone said something to her. Uh. Uh, and she, like Annie basically says something along the lines of, "You gotta stop like being hung up on Jimmy Moon of all people, like <laughs> of all people. Like it's it's done, it's over with. You're and, 13. Yeah, you're young. <laughs> like you're acting like he was the love of your life. Well, or we something. all know that they do get together, and she becomes Lucy Camden Moon. <laughs> But we'll have to wait and see how the story unfolds. And she's like, well, I invited him to the wedding. Now he's coming with Ashley. And she's like, and Annie says, just uninvite them and say it's on me. Which is like the perfect excuse. Like, oh, my mom said, like, too many people are coming. You can't come anymore. But instead, um, what's her fucking face? The worst. Lucy. Lucy. Calls um, Jimmy. Jimmy doesn't pick up. He's probably at Ashley's. Leaves a voicemail. And she's like, guess what? I'm not that mature. Um, and I can't, I don't want you or Jim, or, or, or Ashley there. Unless, of course, you decide to come by yourself. Which is so fucking pathetic. Like, Jesus Christ, woman. Get a hold of yourself. It's been three months. And he... And you were 13. And you're 13. You haven't even kissed. So it's not like you, like, are missing some sort of, like, physical aspect of your relationship. <laughs> like, it's... Like, get over yourself. It's not, yeah. Timmy Moon is not that charming. Um, but I guess it's really, we see now, Lucy has no one. She's just, kind of, it was like, she has no friends. She has no Jimmy Moon. I've never wanted to punch Lucy in the face more. Um, we have a com- another conversation between Mary and Will happening downstairs in the love den. Will? Which is you're, Will's, just, well, you're, just, you're just calling him Will now? <laughs> well, I write him down as Will because... You know, it's there's easier. so many things happening yeah. um, w- between Marion Wilson and the Love Den, which isn't seeing too much love recently. But this is basically the same conversation that yeah. they've been having for the entire episode about her. But I gotta say, Wilson's being really, like, understanding and good about this, and he's like, I know you're afraid that you're gonna fall if you stand up without the crutches, but the, that's the worst that can happen. You'll just get up again. And she goes, that's not really helping. And like, Yeah, I don't know what, but yeah, he's basically like, she's like, oh, you've been too pushy. And he's like, well, you set these goals. Yeah. So I'm just trying to help you, like, achieve them. It's like, um, you just gotta, gotta tell me what you want. But, like, she just walks away. And then there's, like, a very brief moment where Wilson... Ships passing in the night. <laughs> Wilson and Matt, this is probably the second conversation they've ever had. Yeah, after, who are you? <laughs> um, Matt's like, uh, Mary... And he's like, what's the, what, like, what's the problem? And she's like, oh, it's Mary. And he's like, yeah, I have a problem with Heather. And they're like, yeah. And then they just walk past each other. And then Matt has a scene in the kitchen. He goes in the kitchen, and he's talking to the Rev about, um, you know, oh, about Zach. He's got this problem with not, not really, though. It's, it's more about, oh, I have this perfect plan about, but I don't understand why this plan won't work out. Because he's like, I was going to fly to... He said that she's going to come back for Thanksgiving and winter break for, like, Christmas. And yeah. that he was going to fly and visit her for Valentine's Day weekend, and she was going to come over for spring break, and it's going to be all set up. And then the Rev's like, well, what about, who are you going to take the homecoming? What about senior prom? Like, what about... You know, all these things that you... Because uh, he's going to be a senior. Yeah, so he's like, all these things that you're going to want to do. And, and Matt was like, well, I was just planning on not going. And... The Rev says, well, what about Heather? And he says, oh, well, she's going to go with Zach. And the Rev's like, oh, you have a problem with her having, like, a male friend that she's able to do these things, and you'll you'll miss out. Like, And, again, they start talking in the context of, like, well, at least Matt is acting like it's, like, gonna be they're going to be together forever or something. Yeah, and I just, I mentioned this to Aaron as we were watching it. I really didn't appreciate the fact that, like, the like Eric Camden, the Rev, like, Let's this conti- this this like line of thinking continue on, 
Like, well, I think the Rev has a good point when he's like, you shouldn't miss out on things. No, just because, I completely agree yeah. with that. But he says something like, um, "If I really love someone, I won't let some some other man. man get in the way." Um, and he treats like this entire conversation is. Well, then Matt gets up and leaves. Right. <laughs> That's another thing. Yeah. But, like, the, the thing that I've noticed that we talked about well, in the last what does episode, that mean? too. Yeah, we talked about it a little bit in the last episode with Mary and Wilson bringing the teddy bear and Annie being The like, flowers. Michael yeah, oh, bought the, the teddy bear. Yeah, uh, yeah, the flowers. And she's like, you know, he oh, seems I think. pretty special. And Annie's like, yeah, he is pretty, like, he, my, uh, your dad was the really special one for me or blah, blah, blah. And now they're treating Heather like, you know, oh, this is the, you got to go after her because this is it. And, I mean, this is the first person that Matt's dated for, like, more than an episode. Right. I guess that's, like, that is probably why, too. But I just, like, I feel like in previous episodes, like, for example, just earlier in the scene when Annie is talking to Mary, she goes, look, if you are, if you don't want him in your life anymore, you're going to have to, like, man up or, like, woman up or whatever and tell him that you don't want him here anymore. I won't have you like, stringing him along like this. So but they're, she, like, in high school. So right, like, exactly. <laughs> which is, like, the normal... Isn't the entire thing stringing him along? Well, like, it's just, like, that's, like, the normal response that I feel like a parent would have. But here the Rev is, like, this is the love of your life. Like, keep her if you love her. Like, and I, I just, I don't, you know, there's... I, I also still just don't understand what he meant by, like, the, the, this guy's not in the way. No, it, yeah. Matt's just, like, oh, I'm missing out on all this shit. And the Rev's, like, oh, and Heather won't. Sucks for you. But yeah, this conversation doesn't make sense. Because, I mean, Nothing is resolved. Yeah, and also, like, Other I would than, just think... Well, 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 okay, it does in the end of the episode. All right, we'll get to it. We've All right, so... Um, well, okay, then it's the... Ne- uh, there was another... There was, like, one last scene that evening between Annie and Simon, where Simon kind of comes clean about maybe not wanting to move into the attic, uh, but Annie, like, relieves his fears about there being a, a death in the attic, but says, I understand, maybe we'll let you stay in Ruthie's room... In the room with Ruthie for um, a little bit longer. Yeah, because Simon turns it into, like, oh, I don't want to leave her alone. Right. Like, sh- she's going to miss me, so... He convinces himself that it's what Ruthie wants. And it is what Ruthie wants, so everybody's happy. Um, the next morning, there is a delivery by Fed DL, which is, I guess, the cousin of FedEx. And also DHL. <laughs> um, Some sort of, like, their, weird ba- like baby. Love child. Yeah. Um, and it's the wedding dress uh, from Grandpa Charlie. So she doesn't have to wear the hippy dippy bullshit, um, um, which is our other fashion moment. Besides the hideous, uh, we have another one later on the show. But besides the uh, hideous bridesmaid dresses, what we have is Annie receives a paper dress. It's a dress made of paper, <laughs> and it sounds like paper when she hold, like she pulls it out of the box, and all you hear is just this like crinkling of paper. And um, um, so she's super happy, and she's like, "Well, the Rev is like, oh, got you a gift," and she's like, "I thought the wedding was the gift." And oh, she's like, she's I didn't so get you happy. anything. But they like, she opens a gift up. She sees a wedding dress. She's like, Oh my god, I'm so happy! Like, and then the, there's a note from her father that's like, Oh, we shouldn't have let petty bullshit get in the way. <laughs> it doesn't say yeah, petty but bullshit, but <laughs> basically, we, sh- we shouldn't have. Like, it, it's basically says that her parents missed her their their wedding and over petty bullshit. And he's like, Oh, no, I, I, I thought wouldn't. it was calling off the wedding 19 years ago. That's why. I don't think they called it off. I think they. No, that's why I wrote off "call off the wedding," and we. I was like, "Oh, they called off the wedding, the first, the first wedding." Oh, all right. Well, whatever. But they're like, "We never should have done that." Blah blah blah. Here's the dress. 
you you wanted to wear it. Now you can. Um, and then they're like making out in the hallway, <laughs> and he's like, "I need to go and see Martin the murderer because." That's happening. That's what I do. <laughs> but, like, she's like, I'll wait for you. I don't care how, how tired everybody gets. We'll wait for you. I was like, clearly, it's your wedding to this man, like, or re-wedding or whatever. How tired. But also, I was like, how tired everyone gets? How long are they going to be? Like, uh, you have to let these people go. What are you going to do? Lock the doors to the church? Um, so now the Rev goes to, in, in between this time, he's had a phone call. He got a phone call at home that was, like, Martin's social worker, and he's like, oh, really? And he's, like, all surprised. And then he, he goes to visit Martin with Nora. Well, while this is happening, we have Matt going to Heather's house. We found out Matt's the best man, that um, Heather's go- coming along with him. Uh, but he also wants to invite Zach to the wedding. As like, Well, because a- he, te- he tells Heather, he's like, well, he invites Zach. And Zach's like, no, I don't really want to go. These are strangers. And Matt's like, oh, well, Zach, I have to do the best man gig, so, like, Zach can keep you company while I'm doing that stuff. So then Zach's like, okay, five minutes. Because all anyone needs is five minutes. To get ready. To get ready. Um, And also while this is happening, uh, we have... um, So I think that scene was to demonstrate, obviously, that Matt is resolved to not let a man get in the way of his... Relationship with Heather. Um, And then we also have a scene of Ruthie, Simon, and Happy all in their... Uh, Tuxes. Yeah, well, <laughs> Simon's, uh, Simon, Happy's wearing just a bow tie, uh, which is like, but it's a very cute scene. I really do appreciate the fact that they let Ruthie wear a tux. Yes, and, they and didn't. also with ascots. Uh, si- yeah. Simon and Ruthie are wearing ascots. Is Matt as, as well? No, no, Matt's Matt wearing a not, tie. But the Rev is wearing an ascot as well. Mm-hmm. So now we get back to Martin the murderer. Uh, and apparently, somehow, for some reason, maybe that cheeseburger was really miraculous, Martin has changed his mind and he's like, okay, I'll go and I'll meet well, with Nora. So so Nora meets with him and she basically is like, she doesn't even know like the circumstances of which her husband was killed. So she's like, apparently Martin was robbing this store and... You know, Martin was like, oh, he got in my way because apparently this guy was going to shoot, like, the shop owner. And then Nora is like, oh, my husband died a hero. And, like, that's all, all That's all really that she needed, apparently. And now everything's fine and she's kind of, like, at peace. And yeah, because she's like, um, because my, like, this man, her husband James was her life. And she doesn't have anything outside of it. She, like, listed all these reasons why James is her life. There's no one to make breakfast for. Oh, she works, but there's nobody to buy things for. There's nobody to save for vacations with. A lot of them are around money. She's like, there's nobody to pay the rent with. (laughs) And, like, she, like, stupidly, I think, goes to touch Martin's hand and goes, I forgive you. And he, like, takes it away. And he's like, I didn't ask for your your forgiveness. I didn't ask for your forgiveness. And, like, as, like, a, a gesture of just, like, how much she's affected by this meeting with Martin, she takes off the wedding ring from her left hand and moves it to her right hand because she's ready to move on, or I don't fucking know. She's, like, I, at Yeah, peace. I don't know. So... And um, the Rev's like, just so you know, she didn't g- give you her forgiveness for you. She gave it for herself. And, like, Martin is, like, do you hey, think, do you think God, God will forgive, forgive me? me? And I'm like, what the fuck? I don't Why think can't... any murderers think about that. No. I really don't think that's what they're... St- I... 
I mean, no, I'm sure if you're some murderers murderer, right do. In. <laughs> I'm sure some murderers do. But I just really hated the fact that they couldn't just let things lie. Like, this guy was clearly... Terrible. Yeah, and clearly irredeemable and, like, had no sense of guilt or anything whatsoever at the beginning of this episode. But all of a sudden, this one meeting with the Rev, which doesn't even go successfully, and this one cheeseburger, fries, and milkshake or whatever, and all of a sudden he's like, God? Are you there, God? It's, <laughs> it's me, Martin. The murderer. Uh. And then we have the last scene, uh, or last couple of scenes. So we're at the church. Oh man, this is it. Um, and this kind of this kind of cements. So Lucy's yeah, Lu- the worst. So Lucy, I understand that. Like, I can un- understand why Mary's kind of in this like self pity circle. She has realized she might not be able to play basketball again. School's starting, so she's going to have to go back and see all the people who yeah. were on the team with her and She, stuff. like, actually can't walk. She's using crutches. Like, she's having a hard time. But, like, Lucy's only thing is, oh, my God, my boyfriend broke up with me because I turned blonde. <laughs> right. Like, Mary has actually physically been recovering for yeah. three months, and Lucy is has this fake, like, emotional recovery that she needs to go through. And she's also, like, saying that the reason that she's having such a hard time in the summer is because no boys have called her. And I'm like, there's so many other things to life than boys, Lucy. Why didn't she call up Dwight and get, like, a little revenge, you know? Or, uh, like, I don't know, maybe visit her best friend, Suzanne. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, she had all summer. Um, Suzanne can't be that busy. But anyway, so they get into the screaming match, and where Lucy kind of gives some low blows, because she's like... She says, well, at least I'm not dating a guy who's a teenage father. Yeah, because I think, like, well, Mary says something about, like, oh, my God, of all people, Jimmy Moon. And she's like, at least Jimmy's, like, smart enough to not be a teenage father. And then Mary's like, Jimmy Moon isn't that smart. I had to tutor him in science. Yeah, (laughs) and uh, um, Lucy calls him the man of her dreams, which is kind of fucking pathetic. Jesus Christ, woman. Uh, But then... Don't take the Lord's name in vain. But then Lucy... Gets, I think she, like, this is kind of fucked up in my opinion, and you can disagree with me, but she, like, challenges Mary to a fight, and yeah. Mary's on crutches. She gets in fisticuffs. Well, then Mary pushes her, and she's yeah. like, oh, because Lucy puts her fists up, and she's like, throw down your crutches, and Mary's like, I could beat you from, like, right here. I don't even need to get rid of the crutches. And but then... They get into this... They get... It gets... It starts with, like, a hair pulling, pushing each other. And then they end up on the ground. And they're rolling there around on the ground. There will be footage of this. Yeah. They're rolling around on the ground. There's a lot of, like, grunting and, like, screeching and whatever. Um, then Annie, Matt, Simon, Simon, and Ruthie walk in on it, and they just... Like, well, Matt tries to go to, like, butt in to try to stop it. But Annie's like, no, you gotta let this play out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think she was just secretly enjoying it. So it, like, I don't know, they stop fighting because they see that people are there. Um, and then the organ music stops playing as soon as they start fighting. And it's like, oh, dad's I, arrived. I, yeah, they're like, dad's here. <laughs> I got so angry, though, because then, all right, so um, all of the men are up at the altar. Um, Ruthie leads the way in in her tux, spreading the f- flower petals. And then uh, without her crutches and, like, holding, kind of, like, leaning on Lucy. And holding Mar- Lucy's hand. Mary and Lucy come in, and Mary is holding Lucy's hand, and she's, like, supporting her, and then Lucy says something like, oh, are you sure you're not going to fall or something without the crutches? And then Mary's like, just hold my hand. And I'm like, this is such bullshit. Why can't anyone just stay angry at, like, someone? Especially because, like, this this is such a good reason for, Lu- like, for Mary to be mad at Lucy, because Lucy's trying to equivocate her, like, summer to Mary's summer, and also, like, kind of, like, 
getting on Wilson for absolutely no reason. Yeah, like, I don't know, he's much better looking than Jimmy Moon, and he doesn't speak like a robot, and... And also, like, Wilson's been great to uh, Mary this entire yeah. summer, we're, like, led to and believe. Jimmy Moon never did anything for Lucy. And, like, broke up with her for changing her hair, which is ridiculous. Um, speaking of Wilson... The point goes to Wilson. <laughs> yeah. Wilson um, is there with... Uh, Billy. Billy, even though Mary's been horrible to him this entire episode. So props to he, Wilson. I think he asked... Well, no, there was a conversation that they had where he... She was like, oh, my parents' stupid wedding. And he was... She was... He says something about, like, oh... Am I invited? Am I, no, do you want me to come? Or, 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 or he said, am I invited? And she was like, yeah, sure, whatever, come. And he's like, no, I want to be invited. <laughs> like, I don't want to just come because you're, like, you know, just being like, yeah, whatever, whatever you want. Um, but since their fight never got resolved, I would assume, like, maybe he wouldn't show up, but he still showed up because he's the bigger man. Um, so they walk... He's very mature. <laughs> they walk, um, up the aisle. Simon has, like, oh, that was a great chick fight comment. <laughs> yes, which is a little weird, but... Oh, also, they didn't even fix their hair. Yeah, <laughs> they, like, oh, they had, like, some sort of, like, flower crowns in their head and stuff, um, uh, which they didn't which fix. Which are totally crooked, Yeah. yeah. And all their hair is fucked up. And then we have um, Annie coming through with the wedding dress she always wanted to wear. And she just looks radiant. She doesn't. Uh, <laughs> and uh, she makes it to the altar, and we're and like everybody. Has, you have a moment where it pans to everybody. The camera pans to everybody, and then it lands on Annie. And Annie mouths, "I love you." And the rev, the rev is like, doesn't do anything. No, he like has tears in his like his eyes are welling up, but he doesn't answer her. And then the screen goes to black. So, that's it. Yep. That's the season premiere of the second season of 7th Heaven. Everybody loves a wedding. I think that those promos on the WB probably got a lot of people to watch. I wonder if they teased it. Like, you know, oh, is the wedding actually going to happen? Who's getting married? (laughs) Is it Wilson and Mary? Is it Matt and Heather? Heather? Um, Is it Jimmy Moon and Lucy? Yeah. Is it... Simon and Happy, uh, who knows? So, so I guess this breakup between Jimmy Moon and Lucy is more permanent than any of the other breakups that happened in the past. Yes, the but Jimmy Moon sticks around well into the series run. Um, oh, poor Lucy, not not, not really, <laughs> not as like a a recurring character, not in the sense of like he is now, where like him and Lucy are obviously still in school together. Um, but he he comes up. He's got. There's more to his story. Yeah, he's he's got some depth. All right, so what was your rating for this episode? I, I feel like I just keep rating everything a four. But I feel like they're all about, other than, you know, choices, the, the ones from season one yeah. that we really didn't like towards the end, they've all kind of been around the same, like, entertainment level. You know what? I'm going to give this one a three. Because this one actually, the whole, the story, like... The, the tertiary character introduced just for the purpose of the Rev having something to do um, wasn't as interesting this time. Like, I didn't really like Martin. Martin annoyed me, and Nora wasn't really someone that you were, like... In, she appeared in two scenes, and the, the Rev was just doing her bidding the entire time. So I'm going to give this a three because of the weak uh, storyline for the... You know, the, the weak kind of uh, church storyline, so... Yeah. Um, I think I'm going to give this an, a four again. Um, 
you're right. It's like very much a solid storyline. I like. I don't know if I want to give it higher for how much it annoyed me, like how horrible Lucy was, or if I want to put it lower for how, I how horrible say, Lucy was. I have to say, the scenes there were like two or three scenes where Mary and Lucy were fighting, and they just went on for a long time. But it was a good. It felt like a good classic, like early. In the first, like you know, well, except they would be getting, they were getting along more in the first season, but it, it felt like a, like a back to its roots. And then you right. had the Simon and Ruthie being in like the haunted attic. Yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. I know. I kind of want. I. I mean, I really wish they hadn't like reconciled at the end. I really wanted their fighting to continue. Yeah. Because uh, like their cattiness was kind of great. Well. That's it. Yeah, that's... Season two. That's season two. Episode one. We'll be back again. Season two, episode two. Um, But in the meantime, between now and Wednesday, subscribe, rate, review, uh, like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter and Tumblr. And um, catch up on any episodes you might have missed. Or maybe we'll just watch more Seventh Heaven. Yeah, it's, you know, it's Christmas time. It's the holidays. It's the holiday season. (laughs) All right. Holiday season. Happy holidays. (laughs) Alright, uh, I'm Erin. And I'm Tanvi, and this has been Camden Cast. I know there's no greater feeling than the love.